0: All right, we are officially live. Welcome to First Draft Friday. This is our kickoff. I'm so excited. I've been counting down days and, um, and I can't wait to dive in. So if you are a aspiring or published author, this is a bi-weekly live chat. You are in the right place. I'd love you to shout out in the comment section and say whether you're aspiring or published. And um, and hey, I'm already seeing um, familiar names pop up. Yay. So. Um, so just quickly, I'm gonna talk about who we are and uh, what we're gonna talk about, and then we can dive in. So um, I'm Alessandra Torrey, I write romance and contemporary fiction. I'm on the author's AI team along with Cecilia Mecca, who writes historical romance, as well as you're jumping into a new genre
1: too, right? Yeah, jumping into contemporary, the big bad world of contemporary <laughs> romance this summer under Bella Michaels, I'm excited about that. So, cause I've done Scottish medieval the last three years so welcome there's a lot less research involved so that's the good (laughs) news I've noticed yeah but there's different kinds of research it's a lot of fun it's good to switch uh, the brain a little and it's it's been fun I absolutely agree and
0: both of us are on the team at Authors AI First Draft Friday is brought to you by Authors AI which is a really cool new company we're launching on Monday but the site is open now for authors if you want to swing by and Authors AI has A technology called Marlowe who reads, analyzes, analyzes and critiques your novel in less than 15 minutes and um, and so we're going to be talking a little bit about Marlowe today and what she can do for you but if you are wanting a developmental edit of your um, novel before we are done with this presentation today um, feel free to check her out because she has some really cool things and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So, um, hi guys, I'm seeing a lot of um, published authors, so that's really great, and I know we have some aspiring ones who have, um, who have registered as well. So, um, today we're gonna to talk about craft, um, and this is kind of the focus of First Draft Fridays, is on craft. There are so many podcasts and awesome events that are around marketing a book, but craft often gets neglected. And I know I'm as guilty as that as anyone, I will spend four hours learning about Facebook ads, and I never spend four hours learning about craft, which is a sad, sad event. Um, so we're going to talk about some struggles that we have with, um, with craft. And at the end, before we sign off, we're going to be choosing five winners using random.org um, to win their choice of craft books. Great. We have some really great prizes, like Right Naked. Um, this is by Jennifer Prose. Um, and you can see all my um,
1: tags and bookmarks in it. Uh, have you read this book? I've read that book. I, that was one of the first ones someone recommended, mm-hmm. another author recommended. It's awesome. It's really great. It's It,
0: it and I'm um, writing by Stephen King are both like, easy to devour and easy to understand and not intimidating. And that, for me, if I can find an unintimidating, um, anything having to do with craft that's unintimidating, then, then that's my thing.
1: Yeah, it's a great book. So what, are, you talk, what, are, what do you struggle with with craft? So I would say probably the big one that sticks out um, for me is, is pacing, just because I know, well, that's all important, right? <laughs> but I know how important it is to, you know, get to the end of the chapter and they want to just keep turning that page. Or not even the end of the chapter. We don't want to lose them time, right? And that's, that's kind of the goal. So, um, you know, I, I dabbled a little bit in paranormal and I actually found that strangely easier because there were bad guys and there's just so much happening where, um, and even in the medieval, I've battles and things like that. I'm finding even with the contemporary pacing is, is something I'm struggling with probably even more than usual because I'm really focused on just the romance and, you know, I don't have any battles to kind of, okay, what can we do now that, you know, is exciting. And, um, it's, uh, it's something I'm always conscious of, and I know we're getting a little ahead. But when I ran my first Marlowe, I was really happy to see that there was a pacing section because, um, for me, that's what's really important. I feel you know good about a lot of areas, and you know beats, and I, I you know plot pretty heavily, not pretty heavily, but I do plot, and you know since we're writing romance, character is always really important, and I start there. But plot is, oh, uh... I think you're muted. There you go. I'm oh, sorry, pacing is something that I'm I'm always kind of conscious of and I struggle with probably the most.
0: I'm the same way. I think um, it, and I noticed this really with my first couple of novels is while I was writing the book, I'd start getting so excited like when I was getting near the end because it'd be like, oh my gosh, like, especially with my first book, right? Like I'm like, about to finish my first book right so suddenly my scenes are getting shorter and yeah you know, like, i am like rocking and rolling through this happy ever after like i mean my right, people are like hey love you bye you know i mean mm-hmm. i was so kind of like <laughs> so mm-hmm. to and then i could be celebrating that i wrote a book that um i threw that and my early reviews reflected that um so in the beginning like many authors i mean i didn't have an edit- editing budget i didn't the value of editing and um and so i just you know i didn't have an editor to tell me or i didn't have marlo to tell me Mm -hmm. and uh what cecilia's talking about is uh, so just just a quick thing when you submit your manuscript to marlo um you get back a 25 page report that talks about um so many different things from character development to pacing to actually graphing your plots um highs and lows on the chart to overuse first to cliche finder there's just so many different things that we can point out so we we call it like a a super quick and honest development mental edit or critique and um and pacing is one of the things mm-hmm. there um, so that's um that i always look at because it has and like you said with a mystery or action or really anything that has that That action can be pretty clearly spread out, and we can do a good job, and we have constantly like a next road mark Mm -hmm. to hit. With just contemporary romance, it's a lot harder, and you don't have that. That's when a lot of people are like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna have my heroine get kidnapped right now," because I need something other than just like another date where they talk about the feelings. So it it can be a lot harder. with yeah. that, and that's something before I wrote romance. And a lot of people kind of write off romance like, oh, you know, it's whatever, um, easy to write and whatever, but it's really not because you have to keep that tension and keep, you know, keep those emotional highs and lows when you don't have oftentimes a big battle or there's no like battles.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. in, you know, I'm writing in, you know, small town Pennsylvania, New York. So I'm like, well, you know, there's no traditional big medieval battles. so yeah, I'm finding that. Yeah. Extremely- a definite, and it's funny. I'm, not, I'm not. I wasn't surprised at all that Marlo was basically like, you know, fifty to seventy eh, percent. We have a little <laughs> problem here. A little lows. I was like, yeah, that's kind of where I struggle.
0: <laughs> that's where I was, was getting a little bored with right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd love to know in the comment section what you struggle with, um, with craft, and and so please feel free to shout out um, your your biggest thing. So pacing, I agree with you 100%. And my other thing that I really, I really just learned, started learning how to do character development. And Mm -hmm. I've written 23 novels and I didn't really start learning about craft until like book six or seven. Mm -hmm. I was just like winging it. You know, um, and so I've gotten better and better about character development as I've gone, but it's been a slow process. But I've ne- the more you develop your characters, the easier the writing of that book is, and the more consistent it is. So that's um, what What are you? How are you with character development? And do you have any tips for for creating um, powerful characters?
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you what you're learned, what you're using to kind of learn about that because um, I know for me, you know, there's like pivotal these resources that really stick out. "Romancing the Beat" was one for me. It was the first time I read about beats. I was I went through a few novels before I was like, okay, fine, I'll look at this whole plotting thing. I'm a panzer. I don't plot, but it I do now. Um, that was you know that one and a few other the uh, book that you showed earlier. But another one was um, creating character arcs. Cam Wyland. And that was the first one that I read that was specifically dedicated just to writing character. And I'll be honest, I thought I was good to go. I taught English for 20 years. I was, you know, kind of, I used to train other teachers and worked for the state state department of ed teaching writing. So I actually came into this really kind of, I guess the not a nice way to say kind of arrogant, like, you know, I've wanted to write my whole life. I've taught other people. how I can do this, but now writing a novel fiction is so different. And so just like you, I wrote a few novels thinking I've read my whole life. I've taught writing. I got this, but it's, it's, it's its own beast. And so I, like you went a few, after a few novels in, I was like, I need to go back to the drawing board, learn craft. Um, and that was the first one that I specifically read about character development that really kind of opened my eyes. Um, and I still use kind of a lot of the strategies that I don't know if you've ever read it or heard of that one, but Cam Wyland, I love her, her style. I love her. I've got her
0: book, her outlining your novel book right here. Okay.
1: Um, she is
0: a really great, if you're looking for someone who isn't intimidating and can break it down, I mm-hmm. wrote down, you said, um, creating character arcs. Is that yes. the book? Yeah.
1: Yes, the book yeah. and then she has a workbook too. And I actually, I don't usually, I don't do the workbook things because I'm, I just like, I want to dive in and just do it myself. That is one that I think I printed it online and I was a companion to it. And I physically actually completed the workbook. And then now most of that I kind of have in a spreadsheet and that's what I use to create or start creating a lot of the characters. We had to do other things and I've read other things, but that's the one that if you haven't done any work specifically on that area, like it changed kind of my whole process really Um, because romance is character based. And so like creating those really good characters, you kind of don't, not that you have a choice anywhere, but you really don't have a choice. I mean, it's for me, it starts there. That's a
0: really good point because I was thinking, um, I'm in the midst of teaching a the camp for aspiring authors. And so it really takes you back to like, how did I used to do? like, Mm -hmm. you have to go back to the mindset of not knowing how, you know, we do things without knowing how we do them now because Mm -hmm. they're ingrained, we've written so many novels and we don't stop and go, okay, what is my process for creating, Mm -hmm. you know, a character? So it's easy to, um, so it's easy to forget, but I was sitting there, thinking through different genres, because I do write suspense as well, and a lot of, a lot of great, you know, a lot of books, a lot of series, um, they don't have a lot of, of character development that much. They're more action-based, right? Like you've got, I don't know, some thriller character who's, you know, has a 20 book series and there's not really a lot about him personally with each one it's more like what he's doing mm-hmm. where you got to deliver on those characters because otherwise they're not invested and they don't care and you don't have that action to move forward and engage them in the plot so you you yeah. have to and you talked about resources one thing that really helped me um, which I never would have thought because I'm just not this type of person you know you talked about the worksheet I'm gonna look that up because uh, I there's a lot of you know times you print out like a questionnaire about your mm-hmm. Um, interview with your with your character, or whatever. Those never do anything for me because a lot mm-hmm. of times they're really long and time consuming. And they're like, "What kind of peanut butter does she like?" or whatever. Like, I don't know questions <laughs> that at all, right? Um, I'm the same. So, but um, have you ever heard about using Enneagram?
1: No.
0: Any. I, I'm probably mispronouncing it because I can never spell it. Whenever I spell it, I always have to, like, um, depend on Google to help me. But um, so Enneagram or Enneagram is a personality profile system. So it's the same, like, like oh, I'm analytical or whatever. But right. there's, like, eight different types, and then there's, like, subtypes. But I watched a presentation um, that uh, – that, um, someone did last year, at Incon, and she talked about um, really diving into that personality type. And so because I'll tell you right now, I talked about the um, stumbling blocks to writing. Most people who quit their first books, um, they get writer's block, right, and then they wander away. A lot of times, at least half the time, writer's block is caused by, um, and David Libby just, there we go, Enneagram. I'm write i write down. Yeah, um, that's not how you spell it, though. Uh, David, will you spell it for us? Because it's, it's a mouthful. Um, but a lot of times writer's block is really caused by you not knowing your characters. Like, yeah. that's really what it is. Like, you're sitting there, and you don't know how your character is going to react to the situation you're put in because you don't know your characters. Mm-hmm. And Enneagram, basically, is it just really dives into and um, in this presentation she said in romance typically an alpha male is this character type Mm -hmm. and then that character type responds in certain ways to these certain actions and so that allows you if your character bumps into someone in the street do they apologize you know do they get angry do they keep walking? like you know how does the character react and once you really know your character's personality you can so if i get stuck i go to enneagram in enneagram (laughs) here Put the spelling. I go to Enneagram personality profiles, and there's like if you can put uh, Enneagram in fiction and Google that, and there's just like I mean, you—it's a rabbit hole you can get quickly lost into, but.
1: I was just going to say, of course, you had to mention this two weeks before a deadline because <laughs> I want to immediately get up and start learning it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it
0: you, uh, yeah, it's easier for me. I try to quickly decide what uh, personality type my character is and then I just read about that personality and then a lot of times it helps me with the way they talk people, the way they interact and the decisions that they make. So, um, I'm gonna check yeah, so that's, that's really cool. And I, a lot of, if you're a new author and you were listening to this, the... Um, The typical path that you go down is you write characters that are just like you like that's the easiest thing to do and it's it's an easy crutch to fall on with your first book and it's fine with your first book but then once you start writing your second book and your third book you've really got to expand your range and find other characters to write Um, and not write all the same books in the first character so Marlo has a character section where she like puts the personality types and breakdown of aggression and um, of each character and that's one of the first things I look at when I look at my report is I want to make sure my four three or four main characters are all very varied um, and that my um, villain isn't like agreeable and friendly and cheerful all the time you know unless like he or she has a personality quirk but <laughs>
1: I know I held my breath when I got the Marlowe Price. It reminded me of when I get my editor's report back. I'm like, oh no, please, 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 you know. <laughs> but it it was actually just so awesome. I can't even it's really and I, like yeah. it's so easy to talk about this because it's it it's actionable, right? So I honestly mm-hmm. didn't know is this going to be something that you just kind of that's really cool and pretty and it looks great. No, no. This is I kind of came at it at a good time though. I was just finishing a manuscript had sent it off to my editor and then I had Marlo. So I had some time right in between there and uh, yeah, it was really cool. But that was something I looked at too. I was like, oh no, please. Because I was finished with the manuscript and I don't love edits. And so I was like, oh no, this is gonna be a nightmare. It was okay though, we did we did good.
0: Um, here's another comment from my user. Um, I struggle with the belief I'm not wasting my time writing fiction. And this can apply, I mean, self doubt is, it can be, that right there can be a trigger for writer's block. And, and that, um, that's something that I think everyone, I'm going to tell you right now, 20 novels in, you're going to struggle with it as much. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that all the time. And I think, Oh, this book is terrible. And why am I writing this? And no one's ever going to want to read this, but that can, uh, but you got to just push through it because and get to the other side. Did it help with you having a background in, craft and in teaching and in in writing. I'm self-taught, so I didn't have, you know, years of training.
1: You would have thought so, right? (laughs) But honestly, it's just such its own unique thing that now part of me, most of me doesn't, but part of me wants to go back into the classroom. I taught eighth grade and take everything I know now and then bring that into kind of, this is a real world writing. Um, Instead of doing a Venn diagram where we're comparing two stories and how they're similar. And you know, which is is kind of very contrived, I would love to go back in and talk about Beats. I mean, how I managed to get through an entire education program and, you know, 20 years in education and not know about or know anything about Beats. It's kind of ridiculous, really. When I look back, I think what we did and, you know, what I did in the classroom is very different than kind of the real life thing. So, um yeah, and I think that actually hurt me in the beginning because I really didn't think I needed that. I thought that, I think a lot of people think their first book is a lot better than it is, but I really thought it was awesome and it wasn't. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I read, I, I, I'm trying to think who said this. It was such a great quote and I wish I could know who to attribute it to, but they said um, whatever, you, however you feel about your novel, you're typically wrong. So if you think it's amazing, <laughs> you're typically wrong and if you think it's horrific you're typically wrong so it's one of those like that's why we need editors that's why we need data readers marlo does not replace an editor like that's not our goal with marlo but she is someone who for that person who's afraid to send it to an editor and they you know immediately want i like um i like the feedback from multiple multiple different sources so it's um can you for somebody because we have a lot of people joining us today or who are going to watch this later who are not experienced in her aspiring authors can you give like an easy writing for dummies explanation of narrative beats
1: yeah so um jamie gold does a fantastic job and i i I don't know if you Familiar with her stuff and uh, her site, she has all the beat sheets. Um, I would probably start there if I didn't know anything or it was just kind of jumping in. But for me, because I, I say a plot, but I really don't. I know some authors plot, you know, every chapter or every scene, and they know exactly what's going to happen. I don't. I basically just now plot beats, which is you know half halfway through the book, this is kind of supposed to happen, or you know, twenty five percent in the first plot point happens, and you know, this is typically what happens in the first plot point. So those beats are, you know. In all of fiction, these are the things that typically happen. in I don't know some bestseller code, or however you'll get it. These are in um, a good story. The I'm trying to think of a synonym for the word "beat," right? The points. Of uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the, the <laughs> that need to happen. happen.
0: something happens, or like your story changes, or yeah, um, yeah like the. Yeah, a beat is a really great word for it. <laughs> <laughs> like beat, I know I'm not
1: supposed to use the word, but um, and you know you just and it's not necessarily to be married to them. Some people are. I'm I'm married to them, but I've talked to authors and worked with you know friends of mine who are like I want nothing to do with the beat sheet. I don't care. I that are have great great books because they have that probably that intuitive you know, beat sheet within them because they've been reading for so long. Um, so they might not have the first plot point at 25%. I do because I beat it out and I know, okay, I'm coming up on this many words. So I want this to happen. So, you know, when I did get back, Marlo, I do have that nice, like, you know, um, kind of roller coaster of emotions and type things, but maybe it's not 25% exactly for everyone, but it's a good guidepost for, you know, do I have... Um, you know, at the midpoint, have I set everything up? Have I done all of the things that most good fiction, most good good fiction does? And uh, like I said, Jamie Gold. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the resources that I write. First started romancing the beat was one that's specific to romance. KM um, Weiland I already mentioned, and then Save the Cat. I just read Save the Cat for auth for fiction. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, there's the the newer one, right? The, yeah. yeah, and I the just read that. It was a it's awesome. I kind of didn't think I needed it because I had read save the cat, which is a uh, four screen plays. And so I was like, well, I kind of already did that one. I don't need anymore." but, um, I was on a car ride and so I listened to the audio and that to me now, that's like my favorite one. It was really kind of geared ah, perfect so It's worth a, it's worth a listen or a read, even if you've kind of read all of the other ones and even the original, um, save the cat. It's awesome. So, Um, I kind of blend them all together and for someone who pantsed in the beginning you know now I have a spreadsheet of all of them and all of the different beats and I just kind of go across and look at okay what did this one say what did that one say what did that one say how do I meld them all together in this perfect you know making sure I hit everything I'm supposed to at the pinch point or whatever that particular beat is so I definitely am a convert so you
0: started off pantsing
1: I did even though
0: you had a background in writing and you knew what we were supposed to do Mm -hmm. you you start off dancing and then at what stage in your career did you switch? Was it a slow gradual
1: change? I'm trying to think if it was book. It was pretty early. Actually. It was either going into book three, two or three or three or four, somewhere around there. I was at a conference and, um, someone had mentioned a book. Oh God. What was the first one? Kathy Yardley rock your plot. I don't know if you've heard of her. That's still one of my favorites. If I had to make the top three, she'd be on it. Um, somebody mentioned it. and I was like, rock your plot. That sounds awful. I don't want to have to plot. Um, But I read it because I knew I wanted to keep learning always. And I'm always reading something. So like, I'll read it. And it was simple. And it wasn't, I have to write out every scene. I don't want to know what happens. I just want to know what I'm heading toward. When I sit down at the computer, I want the characters to kind of just tell me what happens today, you know, so but you can still do that and plot. That's, you know, kind of what I learned. What about you? I mean, where did you jump in on the process in terms of? I started, um,
0: and Mel gives a great point of beat markers on a road trip. Like that's, a, that's a great way to think about it. I I started out pantsing, you know, and I was that person who had had no training and just like on a whim decided to write a book one day. And, um, I started off pantsing and it wasn't probably until book my fourth book. I rewrote probably five times. And when oh. I say I rewrote five times, like, completely different plot all five times. Like oh I, I mean, that when I was like, okay, I've wasted so much time mm-hmm. with this book. Like I've got to find a better process. Um and so I moved into planting, which is a plotter and a pantser. Oh. That's um, the first time I've heard that.
1: that. Now. Uh
0: what I all used to use and I still use it in my courses is Panty Liner, which is a um a a pantser and an outliner but my male students like hate that which i don't blame them and a lot of my female students hate it too so yeah so we settled on planter because it was like you know not as not as um visual so yeah but um yeah so now i'm now i'm a planter so i'll i give myself complete creative freedom to you know abandon my outline at any point in time and my outline literally just looks like I scribbled it on a napkin and I have like four or five lines of just you know, like my general, you know, plot. And then, um, and then a lot of times I'll outline like my next three scenes that I'm writing. So when I go to bed that night, I know like I'm thinking through the next three scenes that are going to happen and that kind of helps me like keep going in the right direction.
1: I love that. That's probably a way to kind of get jump started that next day. Um, and not waste time. And I saw that you have Maria on there. So Maria's actually one of the people I was thinking in my head who writes amazing, amazing books. And she's like, no plots. No plotting for me. So I know both ways can work. That's so cool about what we do. And there's lots of different approaches, lots of different ways to success. And you know, even even in craft. There's no that you're right. Like there's no wrong way to do anything.
0: Like, does it mean that one way might take longer to get to the end? Like, yes. Does it mean that one way you're going to spend more time in rewrites? Yes. Like, but does it doesn't mean you're going to spend more time in prep if you're an outliner. Yes. Like, but everyone, everyone is different. And that's why all of our novels are so different. So I think, um, the only like, it, to me, the only real like rules that if I was going to give someone a set of rules to follow is like, um, editing, like don't neglect editing. Like, um, even someone who writes a super clean book, um, mm-hmm can still benefit and should have, in my opinion, an editor. Um, and then just not not to get bored. Like, you know, um, if you're bored while writing, a lot of times your readers are going to be bored. But but keep going, because you can fix everything once that first draft's written. So, yeah. that, so. And a lot of the scenes that I thought were like, eh, like I remember there are scenes that I thought about cutting, and I sent it to my beta readers, and one of the questions I always ask them is, what is your favorite scene, and what is your least favorite scene? That's one of the questions I always ask my beta readers. And I a lot of times scenes that I was really close to just mixing,
1: they'd say were their favorite scenes. So You struggled through it, but they didn't have to. They just get the end yeah. result. In. That's <laughs> a, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like they didn't do the hours in the kitchen. They're just eating the yeah. lasagna, like, yeah, this tastes great. <laughs> that's a great
0: no. idea. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and um, draw the, the winners for our, uh, I actually drew the ran, ran, winners, sorry, can't talk today, um, right before we began. So thank you, random.org. Um, so these are five winners um, and then we're gonna reach out to all of the winners um, via email and you can choose which craft book you want. But we have um, Lindsey R, we have Terry B. Leticia, who I don't have your last name because we stopped with collecting last names at some point. Um, Misty B and Sam B. A lot of last names with B. So congratulations to you guys and thank you to everyone who entered. Every First draw Friday for our um, initial four kickoffs, we're going to be giving away different things. So please, um, please come back and join us for future First draw Fridays. And um,
1: is there anything you want um, to add about craft? I didn't mean to cut you off. No. That's, that's okay. No, I I'm thrilled to be here. It was fun. Uh, I like to see people these days. So <laughs> anytime I I, I'm like, yeah, I'll talk with you. I'm so happy to. Um, but yeah, there is one no right thing. I would say that for someone that's just starting out, um, except maybe not necessarily. You said that your one thing was um, uh, editing. Sorry. And I would agree with that. And I found a good editor early on. So I kind of got lucky, but I would say just keep learning like as a, as an you know, recovering educator. I would say um, you can't go wrong if you keep learning. I mean, I obviously I'm 20 books in, and I learned. I just learned something today, and I'm excited to dive in and you know make the next book even better. So um, that would be my one thing.
0: That's really good. I agree 100. Um, percent And like the good or bad news is, is there's always something to learn in this industry. Like between <laughs> marketing and publishing and everything else, like it it never stops. but um act especially like the more you learn the better and easier it is to write and you don't have to learn everything at once like and writing itself is the absolute best training you can do like each book get you get better yeah so um and uh i put the wrong url up earlier so i have already completely botched first draft friday so that's good i got i got our um our mistake out of the way early. are interested in getting a Marla report they're um, very inexpensive you can get two reports a month for as little as $17 a month Um, so uh, check out authors.ai and absolutely please um, come back and join us again on another First Draft Friday so it's great to have you guys I'm going to let you get to your Friday evenings wherever we're at at home (laughs) Um,
1: around the world thank you guys see ya bye bye